Hello and welcome back to In My Opinionation, your weekly Blossom Recap Podcast. I am your host, Mallory, and I am back in person with my co-hosts, Eric and Jen. Whee! Yay! I celebrate friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so this this is quite a special episode to be once again in person for because this is the Christmas episode. And what is Christmas if not about spending time with your family? Mm. Aww. Aww. Do we need to make the circle again? Yes, we do circles. Circle of love. Yay. (laughs) All right. So this week we are looking at season two, episode 13, It's a Marginal Life. It aired on December 16th, 1991. It was written by Don Rio and directed by Zane Busby. Zane Busby. Yeah. So, a quick synopsis. It's Christmas time. Nick tries to make some extra money for the holidays, and Buzz gives Blossom a driving lesson. That's all. Yeah. Really? That, that, <laughs> that was the summary they put on? That was the summary I wrote. Oh, okay. I always write my own. That's fair. I always steal mine from IMDb. Yeah, when was the last time you did that, though? That was a long time ago. That's fair. I'm tired. Do you want to hear what the IMDb one is? Sure, Not great. With a shortage of jobs due to a musician strike, Nick takes a low-paying job in a mall playing Christmas music. See, mine leaves more to the imagination. Mm, It doesn't give it all away in the first sentence. Mm. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Your summary's a bit of a tease, you might say. Yes. Mm. 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 All right, so... A little bit of trivia. So this is the only Christmas episode. There are no more Christmas episodes in future epi- future seasons. Really? Yeah. That was such a, a staple. Well, still is really mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. a sitcom, I yeah. feel like. Could you imagine Ted Lasso without a Christmas episode? I've never seen Ted Lasso. Oh I don't have Apple TV. You should. It's, I, that's worth that. That series alone is worth it. I, I pay for so many streaming services. Wait for the third season, which is the last season, okay. and then just get it. Just for the trial. Okay, yeah, maybe. Do it. We'll see if it's I remember. Worth it. I'll, I'll remind you. <laughs> Jen, it's you're... Very in- intense. I'm just watching this go down. You're suspiciously quiet. <laughs> Have, Have you, you seen, seen it? it? I love you both. Merry Christmas. I, it's it's like a bright star in the bleakness of this pandemic. That's what Ted Lasso wow. is. It's true. Aww. We're going to watch an episode later. I thought us being here was a bright star, you but guys okay. Are, you guys are a sun, which is a Don't star. Don't look directly is that at it. <laughs> It's just closer. And and, and, and still as lovely. And don't, See? don't look directly at it. You can look at it. Um, I've seen Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. My nephew thought that was the funniest thing. For weeks, he was laughing, going, Donald Trump looked at the eclipse. Ah! <laughs> that kid knows what's up. He does. <laughs> he does. All right. So on that note, do you... It's time to get into a breakdown. Yeah. Breakdown. Breakdown. All right. So we start with. <laughs> All right. I, I, I suppose I should clarify that we literally just went and got a bunch of coffee and tea. So there's a lot of energy going on right now. Beans. So much beans. We're apparently. full of beans. Maybe that's where it comes from. Coffee beans. Oh. Oh damn. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a crack no. the code. Stuff sounds going for something. Yeah, they like their coffee. Yeah. Fair. All right. So, (laughs) our cold open. Nick is giving Blossom a driving lesson. He is completely freaking out at everything she does, but Blossom is just cool as a cucumber. 
my first thought was, was this filmed on location? Because it looked like it was. It looked like they were actually driving. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's super cool. Mm. Um, and if it wasn't filmed on location and it was like a green screen or like projections, because I know they sometimes do that, then kudos to the lighting team because mm-hmm. that looked like legit sunlight. Yeah. So Nick is getting progressively more scared until he's gripping onto the oh shit handle and grimacing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you never heard that term? Mm-hmm. I have, yes. Okay. Sorry, I was drinking coffee yeah. at that time. <laughs> um, and Blossom finally finishes whatever route she's doing, pulls over to the side of the road, and Nick takes this deep breath and says, very good, honey, and we're into the opening credits. This is why what I imagine this will be like in the future. Well, this is a thing, right? Like, it's a trope in TV and movies that, like, parents teaching their kids to drive is awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when my... Did, did you learn from your parents? I took driving lessons. So I, I did. I, I did one lesson with my dad and I was like, nope, we're taking driving lessons. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that, that was bad. It. It, was, it was very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's hard for parents, I think, to look at it objectively. Yeah. Right? You're just yeah. seeing a literal baby driving a car, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> sure. My baby's driving a car. Yeah. My dad told me, you were very confident. <laughs> And that's all he said about it. But he didn't say it in a good way. <laughs> and I still am. <laughs> you drive well. You drove us up you, here. You took hold of the oh shit handle on the way up here. At one point, because we took a, a little bit of a sharp turn and I was going to fly into the window if I didn't. The road came out of nowhere. Yeah. No, but it wasn't It wasn't because your driving was bad. It was just because it was a tight turn. I'd rather have a confident driver than a non-confident yeah. driver, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I don't drive. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, if I, if I were to drive again, I would... Uh, I don't know if I would take a lesson, but I'd at least go to a parking lot. Because I haven't driven in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Where you live is probably the worst place to Oh, I would, to not, start drive in, I would not start driving in Toronto either. No. It would be like... I hated driving inside. to Toronto. That's yeah. why I started taking the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's awful. So uh, after our opening credits, we are in the Russo kitchen as we start many episodes, as Jen pointed out last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six is quizzing Blossom for her driver's license test. So Blossom asks for a question and Sis, Six asks, who's hotter, Jason Priestley or Luke Perry? Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley. I should have looked up images of them at this time. You don't so. know what they look like? I know what they look like, but I can't picture them in the 90s. Same hair, different face. it's the same face just younger (laughs) not much younger but like yeah pretty close like they do look fairly similar just luke perry has a longer face yeah they look the same as each other here is jason friesley in 1991 he looks like a new kid like he looks like he could be a new kids on the block plus jason priestley is canadian so is he instant Mm -hmm. points Mm -hmm. for that luke perry 1991 also very good looking he had that James yeah, Dean Luke, thing going. Luke Perry is the one who was on Riverdale, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and passed away. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Still Jason Priestley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But adult Luke Perry. Adult Boy. Jason Priestley is also very good looking. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's got now the, the salt and pepper, which is, uh, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> in any case, Blossom clarifies. I love my wife, too. <laughs> Blossom clarifies, no, I need a driving question. So six rephrases to ask which of the two is a better driver. Then Buzz pipes up asking Blossom when she's actually going to practice driving. And Blossom explains that she's tried with her dad, but he gets too nervous to the point where he starts mumbling about Nixon. So clearly Nick really doesn't (laughs) like Nixon. Because like three episodes ago, he was making jokes about how Nixon's careers. Yeah, but 
I don't know that people like Nixon, but I also don't know how often they're talking about Nixon. I feel like he was like the the Trump before Trump. Yeah. Like people just really disliked him. Right. But when, so when did he leave office? 70 something? Yeah. So 20 years later, Nix is still on about Nixon. Like if we're in 20 years... I mean, uh, we, we don't know. We the still future. will be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was interesting because two episodes ago he was talking about how Nixon's career is in the toilet. They also really hate Joe Piscopo on this yeah, show. That's so true. who knows? <laughs> that's true. So Blossom then asks Buzz if he'll give her a lesson. He says, "Sure, it'll be her Christmas present." Which, oh, thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, and Six just remembered that Christmas is coming up and hasn't done any shopping, but that's okay because, as Blossom points out, she still has one full shopping day left. Ugh. Okay, if there's only one, f- and also the boys come in at that point with the Christmas decorations, so they yeah. haven't mm-hmm. decorated yet either. If there's only one full shopping day left, then that must mean that this day is the day before Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And the Russos have not decorated yet, mm-hmm. nor have they done any holiday shopping. Like, this is weird, right? That's wild. Like, this is super they are the weird. worst. The worst. The worst. When I worked retail, these would be the worst people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So how far in advance do you guys decorate for Christmas? After after, um, Remembrance Day. Okay. So like like mid-November. Yeah. Yeah. I usually do like a late November, but we also... we don't have kids, so yeah. we have nobody yeah. to impress but ourselves. But, like we want to put we want to put lights up before it starts snowing. Yeah, yeah, that's hell. Yeah, I yeah. Hate doing that. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't want to be in a mall physically anywhere after like December fifth. I don't mm. want to be in a mall and, at all. December. Currently, <laughs> that's fair. I, in the normal times. In the normal times. Yeah. In the before times. In the before times. That's what my daughter says. The oh, before I call times. it the before times too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Six asks Joey what he wants for Christmas, clearly hoping that he'll say her or give her something good to buy him. And mm-hmm. he says, Miss December. Well, but which which Miss December? Oh, I mean, never mind. Never mind. That's fine. This year's it's, it's December year's. 23rd. It would have been yeah. that Miss December. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was thinking like is that nothing. I realize it's a Playboy joke. My, my head is not. I was what? thinking of other different things. Miss December, like. Because there's different people of the month. Yeah. So I was thinking, was it a model or is it like something? Anyway. I think that was already the joke. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm I'm, I'm failing Aww. on this okay. right now. <laughs> I'm going to drink more coffee. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Tony then pulls a postcard seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, it's from the kid's mom. It says their gifts are en route and they're coming with Jean-Claude, Maddie's French painter boyfriend. God, terrible. So weird. Jean-Claude. Buzz asks Blossom if she's okay with Maddie having a boyfriend, and she says, yes, her mom needs to get on with her life. This is interesting, and I I have a theory behind this, but I want to talk to you guys about it. Blossom is nowhere near okay with Nick dating, Mm -hmm. but is seemingly encouraging her mom to date. Mm -hmm. I think she just doesn't care as much because she left their life, Mm -hmm. so it's not as impactful for her. Yep. But I feel like she's closer to her dad, so... If anyone hurt her dad, it would be way worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that was kind of my thing too, right? It was like someone dating her mom is not like infiltrating their family, Mm -hmm. which she now understands to just be, yeah, her and the boys at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely thought that was interesting. And also how it's just kind of said like a throwaway line. Yeah. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we've gotten like six episodes of Nick trying to date someone yeah. and her losing her mind. I yeah. wonder if she wants more normalcy for her mom because she's always on the road and it's just like sort of scattered all the time. Maybe if she had a little bit of something stable, she would be better. Yeah, I mean, so we, we hear about like in 
earlier in this season and in season one that her mom is like this traveling singer. But we've also since season one, her mom has only ever been in Paris. Mm-hmm. And she seems mm-hmm. to have set down roots there. Like, I don't think she's traveling anymore. Yeah, that's what I assume, um, too. Yeah. So, uh, Joey then pulls out a fruitcake from five years ago in 1986. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> I was fine. Only by a year. I was fine. Only by a year. <laughs> Technically six months. I was born in 88. Yes. Yeah. Um, do y'all want to, do you want to learn about fruitcake? Yeah. Yes. Cause it's yes. terrible. Oh, my, my, uh, husband's dad made a fruitcake once and that one was pretty good. The like store-bought ones are, are I don't terrible. like candied fruit. I think it's Me neither. too much. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, so let's, let's learn about some fruitcake y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what I learned. It does have origins in ancient Rome where it was made of a mix of pine nuts, barley, mash, pomegranate seeds, raisins, and honeyed wine. The most Roman thing ever. See, that sounds kind of good, though. That sounds good, yeah. It sounds decent, right? Yeah. So, at the time, it was called Satura? Satura? I don't know. Um, <laughs> because it was easy to carry around and it lasted for so long without going bad, Roman soldiers used to bring it to the battlefields as a snack. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like with their jerked meat and things. Yeah. (laughs) So during Shakespearean times, it was made up of wine, sherry, fruit juices, sugar, and some preserved fruit and meat. Oh. I couldn't find a specification on what kind of meat. I'm assuming ground whatever they could get. Yeah. In the moment. It's a whole. It's It's like a Miss Lovett type thing. Yeah. It's your whole meal. It's the meal and the dessert meal. Yeah, exactly. It's like those casseroles. Yeah. Yeah. So the meat was eventually eliminated. And with everything that was left, it basically became like a plum pudding, more like what we would call a plum pudding now, which is more syrupy and sweet. Right. Yeah. So the fruitcake, as we, now know it for the most part can be traced to the middle ages when sugar became more accessible to people and people realized it could be used to preserve fruit so instead Mm -hmm. of fresh fruit it was now used with the candied fruit Mm -hmm. so as we go forward to the 18th century as people were able to access sugar and put more sugar into things it actually got outlawed sugared it or fruitcake fruitcake in england (laughs) because they all they got so sugar happy they were sugaring up this fruitcake, and it was deemed too rich and too oh. sweet, and it was outlawed. And only the, the wealthy can have it. None of you poor people. Mm. Presumably. Yeah. So there was a, a, a law for a little while in the 18th century where you weren't allowed to do fruitcake anymore, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. So here's my last little thing, because after this point, it turns more into the fruitcake we know it as. Fruitcake is so goddamn shelf-stable that it was brought into space yep. on the Apollo 11, and they still didn't eat it. <laughs> the glasses. The, the glasses. glasses. I know. Wait, what? what? Last week, the Apollo 11 glasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my last note about fruitcake. Well, did you, did you what know a journey. that the Canadian fruitcake is much more in line with the UK fruitcake than it is any other? Well, so that there, makes sense. There are various types, and ours yeah. is... You know, like terrible. a sweeter, like bread pudding yeah, situation. Sort of like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But there's rarely icing on our version, and alcohol's not commonly put in them. What's in the Canada. point? Yeah, what is the point? Yeah, don't don't waste your liquor on baking. No, no, you do want to put it. more in so it's better. No, but yeah. when you but the alcohol burnt like burns off. But you get some good flavor from mm-hmm. alcohol. Uh, 
like a nice brandy or like something. when i when oh, i make I, my well, uh, teriyaki sauce you got to put the sake in there or it's just not gonna taste the same yeah okay i i mean okay I would prefer to drink the liquor, but okay. You can do both. One for you, one for me. Yeah. That's how you cook. <laughs> so, so this five-year-old fruitcake, Joey decides to eat some. Ugh. Uh, and then Nick enters. He's in a fantastic mood, which is very different. Normally, whenever Nick enters a room, he is complaining about whatever job he's just <laughs> so worked. <true>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but today, he's happy. He's even happy to see Buzz. You know, he does have some shots at him, but he's, you can tell he's, he's happy to, to do that. Not pissed off about it. Nick shares that he's landed a gig doing a whole series of commercial with Scott's. And at this point, I know it's clarified later, but I kept this in my notes. At this point, I couldn't figure out if he said Scott's like a brand or Scott a person. I thought it was a person. I thought I, I couldn't tell if because because he he kind of connected Scott and scoring. So mm. I couldn't tell if it was Scott's. I'm, I got oh. a job with Scott's scoring or if it was I got a job with Scott. Scoring. scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. We, we do find out <laughs> later that it is a person named Scott. So Nick explains that there's not a lot of work left for mu- musicians since synthesizers took over and he'll be playing that synthesizer. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember seeing magazines where people were, where musicians were just like, yeah, synthesizers are going to ruin everything. Yeah. Everything's going to sound weird. I know. I know if we listen to movie scores from the 80s and we're like, oh, nostalgia. But some of them sound really bad. Yep. Well, yeah, you can tell. Like, I, I mean, I feel like it's kind of better today, but you can still tell when it's not mm-hmm. the like actual instrument. When Agreed. It's, yeah. And, you know, Buzz felt the same way about synthesizers and tells Nixon that he should be ashamed of himself um, for not playing a real instrument and taking jobs away from other musicians who could play those instruments. But Nick reminds Buzz it's Christmas and he has a family to support. And also, Buzz, you literally just bailed this man out of mm-hmm. having to give up his home. Mm-hmm. So why are you mad that he's trying to make money? Was he mad? Like, did they mention the strike at this point? No. Okay. The strike hasn't happened yet. Uh. So Buzz ends the conversation by just kind of walking out and taking Blossom for her driver's lesson. And as the girls leave, Nick holds uh, Buzz back and tells him, you know, he's trusting him with his daughter. Also, uh, this is the first time he's heard anything about Buzz taking Blossom for a driver's lesson. I think it's the first time, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. like Blossom literally just asked Buzz to do it, but Nick is acting like he knew that this was a thing that oh, was going to happen. Like I see it's what you're so saying. it's so weird. Like he's not like, "What do you mean you're taking my daughter for a driving lesson?" He's just like, "I'm trusting you to take care of her." Like I don't know, it was hmm. it was weird. So, yeah, Nick tells Buzz that he's trusting him and Buzz says, that's the only smart thing you've done all day, because apparently providing for your family is not smart. (laughs) Again, it is the day before Christmas Eve and Nick is acting like this last minute gig is how he's going to be able to afford Christmas gifts for his kids. Within a day. So, yeah, so he also hasn't done his Christmas shopping yet. And when is he expecting to be paid for this gig? Because that <laughs> mm-hmm. usually happens after. Yep. So stress inducing. <laughs> so I know, I know a lot of gigs, at least that I've played for music, you get a bit at the beginning and then you get paid at either midway or at the end. Okay. Um, at least whenever I've recorded a couple things, you get like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's still, it's still just super, super mm-hmm. weird that he's like, no, we can have a great Christmas because <laughs> I got a gig for next week. Like the gig is going to be after anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So once everyone is gone, Nick starts doing his got a job happy dance alone in the kitchen. 
Eric, will you please indulge us? Got a job. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na. Got a job. Sha-na-na-na, sha-na-na-na-na. That was good bass. Thank you. That was great. So as he's singing and dancing around, the phone rings, and it is Scott, the person, not the brand. (laughs) (laughs) The session tomorrow has been canceled. The musicians are on strike. I'm assuming this is a musician's union. They never say union, but... Mm -hmm. That would be the only way that a bunch of musicians would all go on strike yeah. together. Well, he, he was, um, wasn't he a recording, uh, like a session player? Yeah, so he would be he with... He would be in the union. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. So we cut to Blossom's driving lesson. She, Blossom and Six are freaking out, and Buzz is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Buzz wakes up. Blossom says, it's telling me to merge. What do I do? Buzz says, well, merge. And... This was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Blossom just yells, I'm merging! (laughs) So funny. As she merges, did anyone else think of Michael Scott yelling, I declare bankruptcy! No, I didn't. I didn't, but that's hilarious. (laughs) I did think of the part in Clueless where they end up on the highway and they start losing their minds. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah. They're, this is a main road. They're not supposed to be on a main road. Like Blossom is yeah. way out of her depth here, and Buzz doesn't give a shit at all. He's <laughs> like, "How you learn?" Yeah, he's like, "You'll be fine." So he tries to go back to sleep. They're they're still freaking out. Buzz tells Blossom, "Relax. You know what's the worst that can happen?" And just then, a cop pulls out with his <laughs> siren on and the lights flashing. Six and Blossom start chanting, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" and on my second watch through, I realized that it kind of sounds like the siren. <laughs> That's so I didn't good. That. That's amazing. Yeah. They have no idea what to do. Buzz tells Blossom to pull over. He's calm, but it's a different kind of calm than he just was. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an oh shit kind of calm. Like he's done this before, but he knows what to do. Yeah. 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 So Blossom pulls over. Now, I know for filming reasons, she had to pull to a very specific spot, but that was the longest pullover yeah. ever. So She just long. kept driving. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's so true. It's so weird. The cop gets out, knocks on Blossom's window. She's completely frozen. So Buzz, <laughs> Buzz has to remind her, you know, you got to roll down the window. Yep. You have to do something. The cop asks for the usual stuff, license, registration, insurance. Blossom hands them all over. Well, not her license, because she doesn't have that yet, but she does give him her learner's permit. Mm -hmm. And Six takes this opportunity to introduce herself to the cop as Blossom's best friend. (laughs) She did say he was cute. Because it's going to help. Yeah. When uh, he was walking out. I'm her best friend. And Buzz says that he's Blossom's kid brother. Mm -hmm. Turns out Blossom accidentally gave him the owner's manual. (laughs) She just goes, oh, that was wrong, wasn't it? (laughs) Love it. Uh, so the cop asks Blossom if she knows how fast she was going. She guesses 70, and the cop tells her no, 7. <laughs> now, I hate people who drive stupid slow on roads. Like, yeah, I was following someone that was going 20 under the speed limit, oh, and I was like, what oh, are you doing? That, I mean, it, it, he does say it, and I'm pretty sure it is true that if you go that slow, mm-hmm. it is, again, it is, it's just as dangerous as, yeah. as speeding, because yeah. someone could pull out and, like, hit you. Yeah. I did want to ask if you guys know this. I've heard that when you're pulled over, if a cop asks you, like, do you know how fast you're going? You're supposed to say no, because if you say like, yes, or the or a speed, you're admitting to speeding. Oh, is this true? Is this a thing? I've never heard this. To me, it's you can stay like unless you're on cruise control. I don't know about you guys. Like I follow the flow of traffic that could be within 10 to 15 that's what my driver okay. instructor told me to do. It's, yeah. more, it's safer to drive with the flow of traffic yeah. than to go 
than to be that person that's slowing down because yeah, yeah. so if someone thing. were to ask me that and be like do you know how fast you're going like between here and five blocks ago literally no i couldn't yeah. tell you yeah. i did what the guy in front of me was doing because i do know like uh i think more so in the states they tell you never to apologize because you're admitting guilt Hmm. Um, like in a legal situation, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere. I'll have to look this up to confirm, but I'm pretty sure that in Canada, there is a law that specifically says that apologizing is not admitting guilt because we apologize so much. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hope that's true. Yeah. Cause that's amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Canada. Plus right. the way we apologize. The way we intermix yes and no to mm-hmm. give an affirmative mm-hmm. or negative no, is yeah. so bonkers. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 of <laughs> so course, weird. no. Yeah, anyway, yeah, everybody yeah. knows what it means. Yeah. But if you, like, I've seen ones where it's like, no, yeah, means yes. Like, yeah, no. And I'm like, I, I don't know that I'd be able to quantify it that specifically. But if I ask someone a question and they answer with a series of yes and no's, I know what the answer mm-hmm. is, regardless yeah. of the order of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the cop tells them that going that slow is illegal and dangerous, which is fair. Listen, guys, we can sit here and say, yeah, no, all day, but we got to keep things moving. I just went through all of them in my head. We got to keep things moving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, go. Yeah, Yeah, no, 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 yeah. yeah. So Buzz decides to argue. So, of course, the Buzz asks for, or the cop asks for Buzz's license, Mm -hmm. because if you're going to pipe up, but also because no. she has a learner's permit, exactly. right? So he needs exactly. To be a... I, I feel like if Buzz hadn't said anything, he might have gotten away with not being asked for his license. But if you're going to actively argue with a cop, like, be smart about it. Yeah. He was, I don't even think he was arguing. He's just being a smart ass, right? He, well, the cop tells them that going that slow is illegal and dangerous. And Buzz is like, oh, come on, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just, just take what he says. Yeah. Like, he hasn't written a ticket yet. He might let you off with a warning. So Buzz hands over something. Along with a $20 bill. Oh, how'd that get there? Uh, It turns out that the license he handed over is a pilot's license and not a driver's license, which we're learning new things about Buzz. Mm -hmm. He's Uh a pilot. I would not trust him with a plane. No. 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 So Buzz argues if he can fly a plane, he can certainly drive a car. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. (laughs) That was a note I had for myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's true. Dar. <laughs> so, so that one I will give you is the same thing. If you can, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Flying a plane and driving a car are not the same in the slightest. Like, but that's how he said it. Like I he know, said it yeah. so blase. Like, like they're the same thing. No, no. you. When you're, I learned this recently. Uh, so my my husband's dad is um a recreational pilot Hmm. so my husband knows things about flying planes that when they're steering on the ground like out to the runway they're steering with their feet there's like little pedals Mm -hmm. and oh yeah and then the like little it's not a steering wheel but the handles are only for in the air i didn't know that yeah so like i knew that plane facts yeah so if you're gonna try and drive a car like you're driving a plane (laughs) you're just gonna be pushing the gas and the brake Mm -hmm. this is why you need to play things like microsoft flight sim because you learn these fun things daily life skills that we all (laughs) need exactly how to fly a plane Mm -hmm. how to fly a plane so we also learn here that buzz's first name is francis i thought that was cute i like that that's a cute little name you should go by that i like that better than buzz I, I think it's a cute name. I don't I don't know that 
that Buzz is a Francis. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't. I, I could see him calling himself Buzz because his name is yeah. Francis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So the cop then realizes that this is the Buzz Richmond, the piano player, and the cop proceeds to fangirl <laughs> over Buzz. Mm-hmm. He fully leans like through the car over Blossom to shake Buzz's hand. And he tells the group that he's going to let them go with a warning, but Buzz needs to get his driver's license renewed, and also Buzz should drive home. So he's telling someone who does not have a valid driver's license Mm -hmm. to drive a car. Mm -hmm. So the cop heads back to his car. Buzz and Blossom awkwardly switch seats in in the car. Like, they just climb. She climbs over him. Yeah, like, just get out and walk. I don't know. I've done that before, though. Why? It's funnier. Sitcom. Well, before, do you remember those cars that used to have, like, the giant bench in the front? Yes, yeah, that's I, I, where we would do it. I like don't that. remember them, but I do know that they existed because my uh, mom's, my, like when she was a kid, they would go to the, the drive up mm-hmm. restaurants where mm-hmm. they would bring the tray out and it went across the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Buzz starts the car and we learn that he hasn't driven since 1946 and it shows because he immediately backs into the cop car. I have two notes on Yeah. This. Just on this scene in general. Yeah. One... He's been touring pretty much his whole life. How does he not know how to drive a thing? Tour bus. Every single time? <laughs> even when he wasn't famous? I don't know. I I imagine that... Um, VW bus? That's still driving. That's still driving. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine that the, um, like, bus... Roadies? The bus system, like, the Greyhound bus system in the States is much mm. better than it is in Canada. Okay. Um, which, we actually don't have Greyhound anymore. No, we don't. Oh, um, is it gone, gone? It's, it's gone. It's gone. It, it was completely gone. Um, it's coming back, but only for the routes that go to the States. So you mm-hmm. can go from Toronto to New York because that's the like American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no internal Canadian mm-hmm. Greyhound bus system. My second note, go back and look. You tell me if I'm crazy. The cop looks like Prince William. <laughs> Does he? Once he takes his glasses off. Oh, I look. I looked. I mean, obviously, it's not Prince William. I looked. No, up, it's not <laughs> Prince William. <laughs> no, I was. I was gonna say that I looked up a bunch of these actors, and like there, there wasn't a whole lot of like a, a lot of them stopped acting mm-hmm. in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't. I didn't notice that he looks like. I don't Prince, know why. I, I was William. just like, oh, is it the nose? Yeah, I, there's some something, something about him. It, it's not exact, but all the features look just enough. Yeah, you know, it's one of those. It's like an uncanny valley, right? Prince William, right? Uh, good old Jesse Dabson. Is that who plays the cop? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. All right. So back at the Russo house, Blossom is making a popcorn garland, which Joey is promptly eating. Mm-hmm. So Blossom has just been threading this string for who knows <laughs> how long, while her brother is literally right beside her eating it, and she has not noticed. <laughs> so I don't know what's stupider. Blossom continuing to thread this and not notice that the person right beside her is eating it, or Joey not understanding what a popcorn garland is. I could see her doing it, because she kept on looking down and That's to the true. side. But you would hear him going... <laughs> But Joey eats a lot. That's true. It's just sort of one of his sounds. That's true. So the kids then discuss what they're going to get their dad. Joey suggests that they pool their money, which they think is a great idea. Blossom has $20. Tony has 60. And Joey says he'll only have $2 left after he buys gifts gifts for his siblings. Blossom said, you know what? We don't need gifts. Like, just put it towards dad. And he's like, great. I now have $4.50 to put. (laughs) Wow, Joey. What was he going to get them? Gas station. You huh? could have done it back Baseball then. Baseball cards. Baseball but cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bad gum. <laughs> it's 
Spice Girls cards. <laughs> Spice Girls <laughs> this was before the Spice Girls. It was, yeah. Shortly Maybe. before. Uh, quite a bit before. Quite a bit before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like six years or something. Like five or six years. I mean, that. in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So just then, Nick and Buzz come home mid-fight. They're holding these big strike signs that just say musician on strike. Like, there's no, there's no information. <laughs> the kids immediately take off. Buzz has now switched gears and is concerned about Nick and his money, saying that the strike might go on for a while and he has a family to take care of. So... Literally the day before, he was like, how dare you take this paying job? And now he's like, how dare you not have a paying job? Like, pick a lane, Buzz. Pick a lane. It's because one job was him being a musician, which was fine. Yeah, that's true. But using a synthesizer is bad. Yeah. Bad. So Nick tells Buzz to worry about himself, which is all he seems to do. Nick, are you forgetting about literally last week when Buzz thought about you and paid for your house? This is why I was wondering if this is out of order from last week. It's which not- is so so weird. I know. It's it's like they completely forgot what they just wrote a week ago. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So, Buzz tries to give Nick money again. Mm-hmm. Uh he says that he won this money at the track and he wants Nick to buy gifts for the kids. Again, why are you leaving your gift buying until the day before Christmas? But that's we can't keep the going worst Yeah. People. So Nick says no. He's already figured things out. Music got him into this mess and music will get him out. So we cut to the shopping mall. Jingle Bells is playing on a bad organ synthesizer. (laughs) The kids are shopping for Christmas gifts. Joey wants Six to try on some lingerie. She gets all excited, but it's just because he wants to see the mannequin naked. (laughs) So So weird. weird. (laughs) We didn't plan that. Nope, nope, nope. We weren't even looking at each other. (laughs) It's true. I saw it. (laughs) It was so cool. We had a shared moment. We did. So the kids wander over to the music store to find out who's playing this terrible music. Surprise, it's Nick. So you guys, mm-hmm. if I were in a musician's union, mm-hmm. I feel like playing, doing any sort of job where I'm getting paid money to play music is against the strike. Yeah, I feel like that. But would this, what this particular job is, which we will figure out, would this not be, this wouldn't be like a union, this would be like a under the table Sort of a job, yeah, I'm Yeah, but I still feel like it goes against the spirit of the strike. But he's and also desperate. He, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like... It felt weird. I, yeah, and I it feel like wrong. his musician friends in the union would be very, very upset with him. Yeah. And knowing Nick's values, like as much as he cares about his family, I don't think that he would do anything to undermine the strike, right? Like, right. So it, it felt super weird to me. Mm-hmm. So the kids are shocked to see Nick working at the mall, as are we. And Nick is shocked to see the kids at the mall. Nicholas. With, <laughs> have are, you met teenagers? Have you met teenagers in the 90s? <laughs> right. And also it's Christmas Eve and they have not bought presents. Yeah. Like, where do you think they're going to be? Mm-hmm. This is like, I, I don't. <sighs> so Nick says he's helping a friend sell some organs. <sighs> and just then his teenage boss walks up and tells Nick, no fraternizing. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's boss is Skunk, Joey's friend from school. So weird. Turns out that Skunk's uncle died, so his dad left him in charge of the store when he went to Florida for the funeral. Skunk then offers job the... uh, Offers job. (laughs) I am job. (laughs) Joe Bluth. Um, Blowy. 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 Skunk then offers Joey the job of assistant manager, and his duties are to give Nick orders, and then Skunk leaves. Mm -hmm. Can I say I have... um, 
been sort of the boss of one of my parents before and it's not no. fun and you don't want it it's so no. weird it's so weird on so many that. levels yeah. nope. that's, that's it didn't last long not not because of us it was you because of the your jo- parents no no it was just the job itself it wasn't right but like for a month i had to be like and here's your schedule and here's what you have to do and if the client asks you to do that don't you dare i swear to god if you do that for them <laughs> don't give them anything extra like i had to yeah. like That's and weird. it was awful i i wouldn't even want to work with like you know like my husband has his own company and mm-hmm. somebody asked me once like oh can you work for him and i'm like even if I could, I wouldn't want to. Like, I yeah. don't want those dynamics. I don't want to see my wife all the time. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. I love you. <laughs> Two episodes in a row. Um, so going back on the strike breakers yeah. or scabs as they yeah. are, mm-hmm. you know, known mm-hmm. as times. Apparently, it's only people who continue working for the company that will keep it going. The 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 issue would be um, it wouldn't be an issue if they weren't if they were working somewhere else because. It's not keeping that organization running. Right. But it's still it like, I mean, at least that's what the Internet told me. Yeah, we don't we don't know who these musicians are striking against. <laughs> like, um, you know, there was like the Hollywood writer strike and stuff. And like they were striking against production the, companies, like production companies and the studios. Yeah. Y- mm-hmm. yeah. So but it would also feel weird if. Um, let's say YouTube was a big thing at the time if these writers were striking against production companies and then going and writing. They were, though. Were like they? Joss Whedon did all, all of Dr. Horrible during the strike. That, that's right. Did they did. produce it during the strike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know. It, it just it felt super weird. Yeah. But they could also but write novels. Horrible, yeah. Right. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be an issue. Dr. Horrible was good. It was very yeah, good. That's good. Just I don't Sweden. know. I don't know. Yeah, Come on, that man. was that was. He's one of those people I have to keep away from the art that I yep. enjoy of him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I I do I I do like that we are reckoning with this stuff now. That is not mm-hmm. continuing to be mm-hmm. be swept under the rug. That people are facing consequences of their actions. I'm very happy because there was a sh- there was a time where they had the shirt called Joss that said Joss is my new master or something and it was in the star wars spot no thank you and i was like oh good i'm thank, thank god i did not buy that shirt yeah yeah <laughs> could you imagine oh no love the art not the artist yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh nick tells the kids you know it's just for the holidays and at least it's music and blossom tries to make the best of it saying you know it's super cool nick gets to play music and sell organs tony and joey jump on board mm-hmm. they're pumping nick up they're literally applauding him and then six pipes up uh saying i would have thought it would have been like totally humi- humiliating <laughs> read the room <laughs> Can she I- had the joey moment um, there and i was yeah. like oh every oh i know this is more in the zeitgeist now than it was back then Every job is a valid job. Yes. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if, oh, flipping burgers. You know what? Do you go eat the burgers, my guy? Yeah. Then it's a valid job. Well, yeah, we're we're seeing, I mean, we've talked about this before, the like great resignation, you know, mm-hmm. all of these. It's, I think, more so in the States, but also in Canada. You see these images from fast food places being like, we all quit. Like, yeah. go home. It's, you know, it's, it's every, yeah, every job is valid. Mm-hmm. Minimum wage the point of minimum wage was that you should be able to support yourself and your family no matter what you do. And that yeah. has been lost. 
Um, and I'm I'm glad to see that workers are not uh, putting up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Living wages, not mm-hmm. minimum wage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, there's not a there's not a labor shortage. There's a wage shortage. Mm-hmm. Also, it's all like supply and demand until the thing that you need is laborers, right? Yep. Like, yep. Then, like, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> ugh. um, so Nick argues that he's a musician. He's earning a living playing music. So there, and immediately Skunk demands that he play the first Noel with a calypso beat, <laughs> and he does. Oh and God. Blossom and Tony awkwardly dance. <laughs> Tony's little dance. Yeah. Oh my god. They're like we're supporting our dad. Little shimmy. Yeah. Back at the Russo house, Tony and Joey are decorating the tree. We hear them hum. I, for lack of a better term, humming. They're they're singing the song, but replacing it with da 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 da. Then the words. So they're not humming. Humming. It's cold outside. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they're they're not singing. Singing jingle. Is there a word? Is there a word? Not like just uh, vocalizing. Yeah, they're vocalizing yeah. jingle bells. Mm-hmm. There we go. But I don't know if you guys noticed their mouths are not moving. This is clearly a voiceover. Oh, I didn't notice oh, that. Yes, it's very clearly a voiceover. Damn it! I have to <laughs> I'm not this. perceptive. Is what I'm learning their from mouths, this podcast. <laughs> their mouths are closed. I I almost wonder if they were humming it like traditionally humming mm-hmm. it, and it didn't. I don't pick usually up loud open enough. my mouth when I'm humming. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Do some Charlie Brown shit. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I'm saying is that they were humming it like, (laughs) and it didn't pick up loud enough on the mics. And so they voiced it over with the da, 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 which would have your mouth open. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what I'm getting at. Fair, fair. <laughs> this is why um, we normally only record one episode per day because the second one goes way off the rails. I'm done. So, Tony gets startled by Tinsel. And, it's very shiny. Yes, and then Joey reminisces about the time Tony came down the chimney to surprise them all, which Tony says was not intentional. He just couldn't find the front door. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony then plugs in the lights and asks Joey to tell him if they're working or not. And Joey says, they're working. Now they're not working. They're working. So they're not bad. working. Joey does not understand blinking lights. I thought that was so cute. This is my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. It, it was pretty good. I want to know how long it was supposed to go on for because it feels like it went on longer than scripted because the audience loved it. That makes it funnier. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I, I would love to see a script and see how many times it's written out because mm. yeah. it just kept going and it was great. So Tony decides, you know. The lights are working, clearly. I'm going to plug in a few more strands. So we cut over to the kitchen. Blossom, Six, and Buzz are trying to thaw a frozen turkey that was supposed to be oh thawed two days ago. And they decide there's only one thing to do. Nuke it. Mm-hmm. Do people still say nuke when they're talking about yes. microwave? I've heard it used, yeah. yes. Have you? Okay. My parents still say it sometimes. Yeah, but I meant young people. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, I am telling them you said that. I mean, do they not listen to this podcast? My dad does. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, like, yeah. like, does Gen Z say nuke? Do they, like... Nuke a burrito? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I've said it sometime in my life. Yeah, but you are not Gen Z. Stop are calling you? people old. This is discriminatory. <laughs> I want to know if the children say nuke. I don't nuke. know what the children do. Children out there, do you say nuke? I'm an old person. I don't converse with the young people. <laughs> 
So just then, the power goes out. Tony has overloaded the system with lights. The boys are yelling and screaming in the living room. The lights come on, and we learn that not only did they overload the system, but they lit the tree on fire. The tree is completely burnt, but the presents are perfectly fine. Like, I don't understand how this happened. <laughs> when did Christmas Vacation come out? 88? Because this is some Griswold yeah, this, shit. This, that's yeah. what it reminded me of, was yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. I mean, not a squirrel in the tree, but very, <laughs> very close. It was like 1989. Oh, damn, so close. I was one. They're pulling a Griswold. So the tree is completely burnt. Blossom is very upset. She's worried about her dad. He'll have had this long day working with Skunk and only to come home to find out that the tree is burnt and the turkey is still frozen. Joey suggests that they get a new tree, but Buzz says the first one cost him 60 bucks and he clearly doesn't want to buy another one. Not to mention that it is Christmas Eve and there are probably no trees Mm -hmm. and also all of their ornaments have been burnt. Yeah. What are they going to decorate it with? Well, they could just go to the mall and buy more lights, <laughs> apparently. On, on all that money that they have, which is why the Nick $4. is currently working at the mall. <laughs> Tony suggests maybe Nick won't notice. They'll just tell him that they had the tree flocked. I had to look up what that meant because I had no clue. And it's when they cover the tree with fake snow. Mm-hmm. Did oh, you guys okay. know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, we learned. Jen and I learned something new. <laughs> I'm old. And I learned something today. <laughs> yes. Blossom is still upset. You know, she said that her dad has been reduced to wearing a Santa hat and playing sleigh bells for some cretinous 17-year-old headbanger. I love Blossom's vocabulary. (laughs) So, like, what a sick burn. Cretinous. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds very Shakespearean. Yeah. In just the way it was put together. I like it. Very Holden Mm. Caulfield, one might say. Oh! So back at the mall, <laughs> Nick is finishing up playing Tech the Halls. Millie, a cheese sales girl, applauds wildly. She's just standing there staring at him. She introduces herself and tells Nick she's been watching him from the cheese store. And she has cheese in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Nick makes a joke saying, I thought you were just glad to see me. And she has does not get this joke at there's all. So, there's so many levels of why this is gross This and is wrong. so weird. Like, she's she's like a stalker. She's like, mm-hmm. I know who yeah. you are. Blah, 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 and he's... He's been working there like two hours. Right. And she knows everything about him. (laughs) So Nick tries to go back to work. Millie reaches into her pocket, pulls out a loose cheese ball, (laughs) offers it to Nick. (laughs) And just then Skunk shows up and he takes the pocket cheese ball and eats it. (laughs) Millie goes back to work. So there was no point for this interaction at all. She's now just gone. Uh, And Skunk passes on a message to Nick from his dad. No fraternizing. Nick tries to finally stand up for himself, and Skunk does not react well, as one might imagine. Nick uh, then tries to patch things over, saying, you know, they got off on a bad foot. It's Christmas. They're working together, and they're both into music. But Skunk wouldn't call what Nick plays music. He's into Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer. That's real music. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Metal, bitch. Right? Metal. Mm -hmm. So Nick tells, you know, loses his cool again. He says that all those bands are interchangeable. They have the same hair, the same clothes, the same lead singer who sounds like a wounded cat, while the rest (laughs) of the band tries to sound like the only decent heavy metal band to walk the face of the planet, Led Zeppelin, who Skunk has never heard of. That hurts hurts my brain that he doesn't. Zeppelin rules! (laughs) So Nick, you know, says forget it, and he tries to get back to work. But Skunk says he doesn't need some old dude bringing him down on Christmas Eve and fires Nick, deciding to replace him with a drummer. Because that's festive. Yeah. He can play a little drummer boy. Yeah. Just constant for hours. Just boom, boom, boom. 
Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Back at the Russo house, Joey is throwing himself a pity party. The tree is burnt. They only got a few presents. The house smells like smoke and the fruitcake is almost gone. Because he ate it all? <laughs> I suppose so. That's stress eating there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Buzz asks what the kids got for Nick for Christmas and they say they got him a, a Polaroid camera, which seems silly now since there are no happy moments to remember. That's so dark. I know, but like, damn. I think they were picturing him like opening it up on Christmas and being like, oh, like take pictures of our Christmas morning. And now they're like, take pictures of our burnt tree. I don't know. I would. <laughs> Remember those. <laughs> Remember those moments, kids. I mean, it will be funny eventually, just yeah. not right now. Just then, Nick stumbles in holding a pillow and a car jack. There's this quite funny moment where he just thrusts out the car jack towards <laughs> Joey and it like clicks all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> yep. He tells him, Merry Christmas. It's the gift for the whole family. Sorry he didn't wrap it. Nick says he's fine. Nothing can happen to him now. He even likes the tree. It's fine. Nothing happened at work. Skunk fired him, but he's happy about it. And then he explains that after getting fired, he went shopping for gifts for the family, even Buzz. He dealt with a sea of hostile, crazed-looking people, then waited in lines from hell to get them wrapped with bows and bells. Finally, he put them in the car. But as he was driving home, he saw a pregnant woman on the side of the freeway with a broken-down car, so he stopped to help her change her tire. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he got out of the car... A dude pops up in the front seat of this woman's car and drives away, and the woman jumps into Nick's car and steals it, leaving only the pillow, her pregnant belly, behind. Mm -hmm. So the whole time he does this speech, too, he gives away the jack, and he's just hugging the pillow the entire time. Yeah. Poor, poor. Now, this is is like a known scam. Like, this isn't something that they made up. This isn't, like, so people out there who drive... Don't help anyone. No. So, I mean, these <laughs> days, what you can do is, like, stay in your car and mm-hmm. offer to call someone for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But don't get out of your car. Like, that's, that's, I mean, even in the 90s, he could have said, I'm going to drive down to the gas, gas station, station and mm-hmm. call a tow truck for you. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get out of your car. Yeah. Especially women. Don't get out of your car, ladies. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me started. Yeah. So the kids all rally around Nick. They give him a hug. Joey says he can relate to feeling stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying so hard to make him feel better. I know. As the kids are comforting Nick, a timer goes off in the kitchen. Blossom says, oh, no, runs into the kitchen. It was the turkey. It is shriveled and burnt to a crisp. Well, why is the timer at this point? I don't know. (laughs) This is the burning point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, I know it's comedic that it's this teeny, like, it's, it's so supposed small. to have shrunk, but, yeah. like, bones do not shrink like that. No. Yep. <laughs> but it was a funny sight gag. It was. It yeah. Was. So, Nick asks everyone to leave him alone. He gives him his last $50 uh, from Skunk, tells him to go buy pizza. They're going to have pizza for Christmas. The family open the door. They hear carolers. <laughs> Nick just yells at them to shut up. <laughs> I love that. So, everyone leaves, except Nick. He, he stays home to wallow in his sadness. Mm-hmm. He turns on t- the TV to find only It's a Wonderful Life playing <laughs> oh on every channel. Mm-hmm. True, though. That is very true. Do you guys watch It's a Wonderful Life during Christmas? Is that it's one of your sad. movies? No, I tried to watch it once and it, it was long. <laughs> it's long and depressing. It is long. Yeah. I, Jimmy Stewart, though. Yeah. So I do know that It's a Wonderful Life was a flop when it came out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was when the, the like... Uh, 
distribution rights came up Mm -hmm. that like TV stations were like, well, we want to send people home for Christmas. Like we don't want to have people working all Christmas. Like what can we show? And it's a wonderful life was available for for distribution. Yeah, It was in the public domain. It was in public domain. And that's, and that's when the movie gained popularity was when all these TV stations started showing it at Christmas. Crazy. Yeah. No, I, um, for the longest time and I still sometimes now, uh, it was a Christmas tradition um, growing up, it was me, me and my dad. We would watch uh, Holiday Inn oh, every yeah. year. That's a great movie. Holiday Inn came before White Christmas, and it is the song that White Christmas was written for. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the plot is that this um, performer, Bing Crosby, he's in like a trio thing. He decides mm-hmm. to retire and move to a farm because uh, he thinks it'll be it'll be super easy to live on a farm. You know, you yeah. don't you don't need to work do two shows on the holidays. You have every holiday off. Uh, <laughs> and quickly finds out that's not the case. So he nope. decides to turn it into an inn, which in the 50s was like, like there was like events there, like there was mm-hmm. a show. Um, so but he's going to turn it into an inn that is only open on holidays. OK, so every other day of the year is a holiday for him. He's only working like the 25 holidays a year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good movie. I like it. And they turned it into a Broadway show, too. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a that. it's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that was my yeah. Christmas I do tradition. Charlie Brown every year yeah. and and uh, Grinch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, ours was always Christmas Eve. We did It's a Wonderful Life, and then we did Christmas Carol, but the 1950s Alistair Sim Ooh. version, which is the best one. Not the Muppet one. Oh, I watched the Muppets, yeah, but not did. that <laughs> night. Like I watched the Muppets and like that's my present wrapping movie is okay. Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep, yeah. that and Scrooged. Is what I watched. Yeah. Scrooge, we watch as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was always like my family would sit around and it got to the point with It's a Wonderful Life where we didn't even watch it so much anymore as it's my dad on. and brother just yelled Jimmy Stewart impressions at the TV <laughs> as we were watching it. So we weren't even really watching yeah, it so yeah. much, you know, but yeah. yeah. Tristan's family watches Die Hard. Oh, yeah, they're that fair. family. They're that family. Yeah. 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 His dad loves action movies. <laughs> yeah. So... It's a Wonderful Life is on. Nick obviously does not want to watch that. He begins crying at, when the doorbell rings. It's Jean, Jean-Claude. 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 I am an artist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's there with his gift for the kids. He has the gifts from Maddie and also some gifts from himself. You know, Maddie talks about the kids so much he feels like he knows them. Aww. Nick takes the gifts and slams the door in Jean-Claude's face and starts singing and laughing and dancing. He takes each of Jean-Claude's gifts, removes the label, writes his own, and slaps it on the gift, claiming each gift is from him. Mm-hmm. But he does it, like, the maniacally. last... Maniacally? Maniacally, yeah. but also, like... I remember the specifically the last one was like to Tony from your papa. Like he does a little French thing <laughs> yes. because they're all from Jean-Claude. <laughs> this poor man seems yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. Jean-Claude. Mm-hmm. I know. He's just trying to be a nice guy. <sighs> Nick Nick is just he's snapped. Yeah. He's completely C'est snapped. C'est la vie. Oh wow. <laughs> so then we have our closing credit scene. The kids are sitting on the stairs, they're watching who they think is Nick dressed up as Santa, putting presents under the tree. They talk about how sweet it is that he still does this, but they're going to go back to bed before Nick sees them so that he can surprise them. But as they head head upstairs, they run into Nick. It turns out, guys, it's the real Santa. And Santa turns to the camera and wishes us all a Merry Christmas. Nick would not be getting presents. No. No. I'm just saying. No. No. It's cool because he's a bad boy. He's been naughty. The tree is like... (laughs) 
I don't know where, where that came from. I also don't know if we're supposed to believe that this scene is, takes place in the same timeline. Because the tree is a full tree. It's not the burnt tree anymore. Maybe he changed Maybe the Santa tree. brought the tree. Yeah. Santa makes everything better. That's true. So that's... Because he's totally real. Yeah. He is. So that is the end of It's a Marginal Life. Hmm. So we'll do lesson of the week because... Uh, I'm not sure this one fully had a lesson. So if you guys had a lesson that you wanted to share, I I have my lesson is just don't eat loose pocket cheese. <laughs> it's a good lesson. Yeah, don't eat loose pocket cheese. Yeah. I have I have a good lesson. Okay, stealing from the French is fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we got Quebec, right? It's true. Whoa! <laughs> Canadian humor. <laughs> <laughs> we have a single listener in Quebec that's just like um, unfollow. Say love you. Jen, did you have a, a slightly serious lesson? I don't no. remember. Okay, mine was if you're having a bad day, rip off your ex's partner. Okay, mm-hmm. so similar to Eric yeah. stealing from the French is fine. <laughs> a little less cruel and Anglo-centric, but you know. <laughs> So, uh, let's move on to Outfit of the Week. Uh, uh, Jen, do you want to go ahead? Honestly, the one thing that stuck out to me, and I don't even really remember the rest of her outfit, but Six had on pretty rad Christmas leggings that I would absolutely wear in a heartbeat. They were just like the classic Christmas plaid, like the red and the green and the gold. I don't know. I was just like, she always wears leggings, but I've never seen her wear a patterned legging like that. And I was into it. Yeah. Eric? Joey had this awesome uh, get up at the beginning. It's like Christmassy where he had a lime green shirt and a vest that had like, like, it looked like a present. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, um, mm-hmm. it looks like mm-hmm. one of those Christmas quilted vests like a teacher in grade mm-hmm. one would wear. Yes. But he also has like a, a white turtleneck underneath. Yeah. And then obviously these light. Well, that's how blue. you know it's wintertime. It's true. In California. <laughs> yeah. and, and then obviously those like super white. Blue jeans, whatever, yeah. acid wash. Acid wash, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the ones I'm wearing, those ones. Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't, we haven't mentioned this yet, but we dressed up to record this episode. <gasps> we did. Um, so Jen is dressed in her best six cosplay. Uh, Eric is, of course, Joey, and cool. I am, <laughs> and I'm dressed as Blossom. So I guess when we do the release for this episode, we'll try to get some pictures before yeah. we take off for the day. Yeah, and yeah. then I will post it along with the announcement for the, the episode release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my outfit of the week, I chose Nick's work outfit, what he's wearing at the organ store. Mm. So he has his standard, you know, jeans and button up shirt, but he's added this tweed sport coat. Um, he has a Christmas tie that has like Christmas lights oh, on it. I missed that. And then he has the tallest Santa hat I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so that it doesn't squash his perfectly coiffed hair. <laughs> and then on the hat is this massive Christmas tree pin. Yeah. Yeah, which I just thought was great. So, score out of five frozen turkeys, Eric? <laughs> Three. I, I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. It was just sort of filler. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jen? Same. It was... Okay, I'll give you my actual note. Yeah. I lulled quite a few times, but what in the ever-living hell? <laughs> it was such a, like, random episode. Random and so counter to what we saw last week. And there were moments where I 
significantly laughed, like mm-hmm. the blinking lights and the I'm merging. Like there were moments <laughs> yeah. where like I actually did laugh quite a bit, but it was just psycho. Well, and it's it's counter to not every Blossom episode has a very clear lesson if, as we've we've kind of discussed, but they're not they they do face the consequences of their actions and problem solve. They mm-hmm. don't have their problem hand like the solution handed to them on a platter and then slam the door on that person mm-hmm. in the face like this seemed very out of like i we know that he doesn't like maddie and probably doesn't like her boyfriend by association but it just seemed very out of character for nick to steal steal yeah 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 i gave this a two mm. um it was just an all over the place episode the driving lesson storyline and the christmas storyline had nothing to do with each other no nope. we have seen episodes that have quite varied a and B stories, but like it still seems like it could take place around the same time, and this just seems like like it, they ran out of storylines and just yeah. smushed two together. Nothing really mattered for N- each of them. Right? No, nothing happened. No. Um, we also have, as I discussed before, like Buzz first being upset that Nick is taking a job, and then being upset that Nick doesn't have a job. Like, mm-hmm. pick one. The cheese woman was pointless. I liked her. <laughs> it was it was a funny moment, but like nothing so happened from it. Mm-hmm. Like there was yeah. no consequence of that interaction. But yeah, I did really love the like I'm merging bit <laughs> and like the Nick, um, the way he played the getting carjacked and the maniacal bit at the point. end was really, really funny, even if yeah. it was out of character. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a one-off. It's one of those, like, I really enjoyed it as I watched it. I'll probably never go back and watch it again because no. I don't need to. But in the moment, I I was laughing yeah. as I watched it. Yeah. 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 So that's that. Uh, we <laughs> we are taking two weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. Um, we hope that you all have a wonderful, all of you who celebrate have a wonderful Christmas. All of those who celebrated Hanukkah, I hope you had a great Hanukkah. If you celebrate something else, I hope it's wonderful. Um, we'll be back on January 4th with our next episode. Um, and that will be season two, episode 14, The Test. So uh, that's that. Happy happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Zane Busby. Zane Busby. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.